Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hooker Show, a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Objective insight, expertise, top guest. Available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the Off the Hook Sports app. Download now for free. Also available on OffTheHookSports.com. I compute and obey. Now, today, Hooker. Ready. All right, here we go and loaded up for the next hour plus as we've got a lot to get to on the program. A national media member takes a shot at Tennessee. Josh Ward will join us on a Thursday as he does each and every week. So we always love that. Kamal Haddon continues to get some love and man, I. I like that story as much as any on Tennessee's uh, front page right now. Kamal Haddon, who we thought was just a waste of space when it comes to a defensive back, is now not only going to be one of the top defensive backs in the SEC as rated by Pro Football Focus. He's going to go on and make some money, I think. What about that? And week seven picks and bets and a lot to get to. Josh Ward talks Josh Heupel on the road, which has been hot and cold, mostly cold. We'll get to that. And Tennessee plays Alabama this week. So what has been more frustrating for the balls historically, losing streaks to Alabama or losing streaks to Florida? I think probably much of that depends on your age. And are the balls playing with house money when facing Alabama? And you know it's going to be a good day when – we start off the second uh, and uh, the, the very beginning of the show, and there's 16 people already waiting. 16 is a pretty big number 
in uh, a University of Tennessee football folklore, is it not? Think yes, 16. It, you gotta think uh, Baton. I, I was trying to think for a minute. You had me stumped, but then I'm like, oh, sorry, guys, brain lapse. Yes, obviously Peyton Manning, 16, a great number. So, okay. okay, so by the way, this is super cool. I'm not promoting anybody else's podcast, but uh, I, I've had uh, COVID this week and I just uh, tested positive. So, uh, I'm listening to podcasts just kind of roll and roll and roll. And there's this one podcast that I'm watching called Smartless. And it's got the Jason Bateman and Will Arnett. Have you heard of that one yet? I have you not know? heard of that one. Okay. So it, it started way back in the pandemic. And it's really good if the guests are good. The concept is that they only have uh, th- th- like one person out of the three. The other one was on Will and Grace. I can't remember his name. And they will have people on and one person schedules a guest. So it would be like uh, you schedule a guest and I don't know who it is. And it could be way outside my realm of expertise. And I have to ask questions of that guest and try not to sound like a total nincompoop, which most often they do. It's a concept that's neat, but it's really not working. But they had Peyton Manning on. It was the latest one. And uh, I thought that was uh, super cool. And um, so we start off the show with 16 people waiting. Let's make it more. Go ahead and hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. And as you know, we will always go to your message board because we have absolutely uh, the best group of listeners. And please support our sponsors. They are always right down below when it comes to, I don't care if it's HVAC when it comes to Delta 9, the big orange crunch, when it comes to making your kids safer, we do all that. So we've had a couple of other, I had a couple of calls from clients today. I just want to let you know that somebody called and they said they heard about us from your show. So that means a lot. Our sponsors are always listed below. So we greatly appreciate that. But let's go ahead and get to it as I am ready to get rolling. And I've got some every once in a while, Every once in a while, Caleb Calhoun pokes the bear and he gets me pretty emotional on on something. And we're going to start it off with a today's tough question. And today's tough question is brought to you by Andy Mason of AndyMasonRealEstate.com. Today's tough question is right now. Today's tough question. Take a side. Take a stand. The Dave Hooker Show, a presentation of OffTheHookSports.com. Okay, so we're not going to dig into your personal info. I'm not going to ask for social security numbers, but I am going to ask for your age if you don't care. Okay, because the question is, what has been more frustrating for the balls historically, losing streaks to Alabama or losing streaks to Florida? To me, it's not even close because if you look at my age, uh, I'll be <coughs> maybe <laughs> maybe 50 next year. Um, what has been more frustrating? Well, it's definitely Florida because Florida kept Tennessee from winning a couple of other national championships. I believe firmly there were some years when Florida was the best team in the nation and Tennessee was a close second. So it's not even close to me, but if you're a little bit older – it may be Florida. So I ask you, because you have a better historical perspective. You mean maybe Alabama. Than Alabama, excuse me. Because you have a better historical perspective than even me, Caleb. 
uh, because you love to dig into the history. So I'll ask you, what has been more frustrating to the Vols historically, losing streaks to Alabama or losing streaks to Florida? That's today's tough question brought to you by Andy Mason, andymasonrealestate.com. Support our sponsors, Andy Mason, best prices, best service in the biz, 50 years in East Tennessee, and he is incredibly phenomenal. So let me ask you, what has been more frustrating for the Vols historically losing streaks to Alabama or losing streaks to Florida? And I would have to lean on you, Caleb, as uh, as my Paisley Prince. What of the uh, how many times do you think Alabama cost Tennessee a national championship with some of those lose, losing streaks? And I love the shirts uh, if you're on YouTube. Uh, click like and subscribe for more Paisley prints from Caleb Calhoun. This shirt was balling in the early 2010s when I would go to the raves and listen to Avicii and all the EDM music. Oh, I, I was just, <laughs> I was just <laughs> lit in this shirt. Um, rest in peace, Avicii. He was, he was a legend. Uh, anyways, um, I don't. I actually don't even think it's close. And I know my age, and people will think this is because of my age showing here too. But I've done research on this. And I've tracked it. And it is Florida. And I'll tell you why it's Florida, not Alabama, is the more frustrating losing streak. Tennessee's, with the exception of the Tebow years, which is in the Urban Meyer years, like of 2005 to 2010, Tennessee's losing streaks to Florida have largely been when Tennessee's on Florida's level, like as a program at that time. Whereas when Tennessee has lost to Alabama, let's, let's take Tennessee's two longest losing streaks to Alabama. One was 1970 to 1981, and the other was 2007 to 2021. Okay, in both of those instances, they were going up against Alabama dynasties with the two greatest coaches in the history of college football. They are Brian and Nick Saban. And Tennessee, at the same time, was down as a program. So you can, like, let's be honest, over the last 15 years, it's not Tennessee's curse against Alabama. It's that Tennessee's been bad and Nick Saban's been at Alabama. Isn't it? That's how, that's how, That's as simple as that. True, and it's been, if you want to go further back, Tennessee has been going against a Paul Bear Bryant when at times they were down. Tennessee was not down in the Florida series when they were dropping games that cost them championships. Tennessee just wasn't quite as good as Florida as a whole. And we're going to get into what being a better team is because Tom Luganville taking some shots at Tennessee to be a better team. We're going to get into that, but um, Tennessee was not the better team in some of those years, and I'm including coaching. Yes, exactly. And that's why I think the Alabama series, the Florida series has been more frustrating is because there were years, particularly the 2010s, particularly the must-champ Jim McElwain years, the fact that Tennessee only got one win out of those seven years when those must-champ was there from 2011 to 2014. Mac there were seven years of those two coaches, and Tennessee got one win. That shouldn't have happened. Tennessee should have gotten more than one win out of that. And the Spurrier years, again, they're evenly matched talent-wise in the mid-90s. And Spurrier wins five straight, goes eight and three or whatever. I, I'll say this. There's one exception, Dave, and it, you were still watching and you probably remember this. The post-Bear Bryant years, like pre-Philip Fulmer, there's like late 80s, early 90s. Remember Alabama had a winning streak on Tennessee during that time too? Yes. And that time period... Tennessee was better most of those years. There was no reason for them to lose to Alabama in 1990 or in 1989. Or I, I, you were probably at the 90 game, I'm guessing, right? The blocked field goal goes the other way. That was a bad Alabama team they lost to. 
No, that was my, I think that was my first adult uh, football viewing party. And I was like, why is everybody acting goofy uh, uh, later on through the day after? Oh, it's that punch. Um, <laughs> that was with, that was with my parents who couldn't find another babysitter. Now, Rocky Top Tom brings up a really good point. He says the Florida rivalry is a flash in the pan. Alabama has always and will always be our biggest rival, even trying to characterize any other team as our main rival is upsetting. I don't think that's what we're talking about. What we're talking about is which has hurt the program most, losing in uh, consecutive, uh, a lot of times consecutive games for a decade to these programs. I think it's been more hurtful to lose to Florida. Listen, if, if they had the college football playoff of four or 12 teams, Tennessee probably has another national championship in their pocket under Philip Fulmer. They played their best ball at the end of the season. They weren't afraid to play young players and get them in there. And they had to synchronize with the rest of the football team. And um, yeah, I think that's by, by far the, the costliest. Your, your history buff guy, uh, Caleb, did Tennessee ever lose to Alabama that cost them a real shot at a national championship, in your opinion? Only twice. Uh, okay. 19, 1971. My kid Caleb's uh, they, so smart. My guy Caleb's so smart. Listen, <laughs> he's got an answer right away. Yeah, Tennessee went 10-2 and two in 71 and lost Alabama and Auburn. If they beat Alabama, they get a share of the SEC title, at least. I don't know about the national title. In 1989, when they made the switch, when Reggie Cobb got dismissed the week of the Alabama game, you probably remember that, Dave. Sterling hitting his bench for Andy Kelly and Tennessee loses, and that's their only loss of the year. But that's twice in a series that dates back to 19... 27 of being played consecutively where I can already name like five times with Florida in a series that just dates back to 1990 playing consecutively. Yep. I mean, that's not even close. Yeah. And those teams were close. Travis says what's most frustrating is we were equal or better to Florida through the 1990s. Alabama was better than us at almost every spot through the 2010s. Um, I would agree with that in the nineties. If you want to talk team team, not, not roster. The reason Florida won a lot of those games is because better coaching um, from top to bottom. So when you include that as a team, I would say, yes, that Florida was the better team during that time. But again, all kinds of great comments on also, uh, Caleb's shirt. You say Paisley, I say Amoeba. <laughs> so it also, I want to point out that uh, it's, 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 we got to point this part out, which is, yeah, it was better coaching in the 90s. Now, in the 2010s, it was Tennessee had worse coaching because it was bad coaches on both sides, and Tennessee had worse coaching. And let's just take this year as an example. Tennessee lost to Florida already. If Tennessee loses to Alabama this weekend, which loss is going to be more frustrating at the end of the year? It'll be Florida because they should have beaten Florida. They're the better team than Florida. If Tennessee plays Florida right now, Vegas is going to favor them by two scores on a neutral field. Yeah, yeah I agree. Rocky Top Tom says, I see, I say single cell paramecium. You've got to see this shirt if you're on YouTube. By the way, hit that like and subscribe button. We greatly appreciate that. And turn your notifications on. We've been dropping things like crazy on our audio platforms, including the Celebrate 98 stuff. So uh, it has been an incredible uh, month of growth for us. And we can't thank you enough. Tell a friend. We greatly appreciate that. And we're <laughs> people keep making fun of Caleb's shirt. Uh, it looks like we Prince got, shirt, guys. Yeah, it looks like Prince got food poison at Waffle House, is what it looks like. But uh, 
<laughs> you uh if you want a fred white autograph book you can now order that uh at offthehooksports.com uh the celebrate 98 series the untold stories behind tennessee's 1998 national championship all right can, can i share something because i consider you guys friends you, you were the first to to get on board the toms the travises uh uh, the Smoky Mountain Reds, Orange Bloods, and all those guys. So I called my uh, I called my publisher yesterday, and we get quarterly updates as to how much go- goes through Amazon. So the the books sell through Amazon, but I sell them on my own because Amazon takes like eighty percent. It's ridiculous. And I was like, I, I mean, that's not the point of doing this. And I want to do autographs as well. And so I discovered the, the I figured out the way of doing the online store, which is at offthehooksports.com. Please buy a book. It's almost Christmas season and they're tougher to get this time of year. But so the the publisher says, um, well, I wanted to let you know it's in the top 10 of our books sold that we that we published recently. I was like, can you give me any ballpark as to what that means? How many books? And he said, nope, Amazon won't tell us. You know how frustrating that is, Caleb, to get a little tease. I guess it's like a strip club or something. And get a little tease, and then you're like, no, you're not getting the whole thing, though. You're not going to get told. I said, can you ballpark me? How many books? He goes, nope. Not for about four more business days. But I want to thank everyone. And if you have the book, this would mean a lot to me. Um, Buy it through me so I can autograph it. Uh, and Travis says that's terrific, though. Thanks. And and thank you, Travis. And I know you were one of the first to buy it. If you do want to leave a review on Amazon, it pushes the book out there even more. But I, any dollar we don't need I to make, send, We don't need to pay Jeff Bezos to go back to space for no apparent reason whatsoever again. Thank you. Thank you. I, and and I it was a it was a passion project for me. So I, I if I make a dollar on it when all said and done. Uh, that's fine, and I'm happy. But if you want to leave me a review, if you've read the book on Amazon, yeah, I would greatly appreciate it because then they push the book out. Because at some point, my wife is going to get very sick of shipping books because we have been doing that a lot. She is a blessed, blessed, awesome person. But I'm going to change gears a little bit. And this is where Caleb's got me riled because I don't know what in the world he is thinking. What the H? Brought to you by Zen Sports. What was he thinking? Release the hounds. The Dave Hooker Show. Keep cool. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. All right, is Tennessee playing with house money when facing Alabama? Caleb, I'm going to keep my mouth shut and not say anything. And I'm going to give you the, uh, the opportunity here to save yourself and explain this to me because I don't know what in the world you're talking about. How's it house money? Tennessee's a contender now. Tennessee's not a team under Butch Jones that hopes to go to Alabama and have things break their way. Tennessee's not a Terrence Cody block away and playing conservative football from beating Alabama back in 2009. This is a Tennessee, te- Tennessee team that is an elite running team has an elite defensive front, they should expect to go down there and win. That's why the point spread is single digits. Um, so if we said it was at a neutral field, it'd be around six. Um, no, I don't I don't know where you're going here, to be real honest with you. But but you're a great programmer, sir, and I want you to tell me where you're going here. Because this ain't house money. Tennessee 
expects to go down there and win. And I got a sneaky feeling they win. So they I'll, will. I'll, I will give you two things in your favor before I go into my spiel. The two things into your favor are losing at Florida took away a lot of the house money for this game because it makes, obviously when you lose the next big game becomes a heck of a lot more important than it would have been. The other part is with Brock Bowers being hurt at tight end, the SEC East race is a lot more open than it may have seemed at the beginning of the year. However, with those two things, I reset my expectations after week two of this year, which is that, okay, Joe Milton is who we thought he was before the Orange Bowl last year, which means that this is a transition year for Tennessee. The focus of Tennessee is to stay above water and stay relevant in the top 25 rankings so they don't hurt in recruiting. And then they can take off again next year with Nico Iamaliava at quarterback. So you're think, basically telling me Tennessee needs to hold Pat this year to keep recruiting going and then compete at a championship level in the future. Guys, I don't yes. know about you on the message board, but that's not what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Tennessee still can get in the SEC championship game. Of course, they would have to beat Georgia to do that. I think they could sneak in the college football playoff. I, I, I still think all those goals are on the table. You, you and I have a, a slightly different mindset. I see where you're coming from, but you're in old school Tennessee land, Caleb. You got to get in new school Tennessee land. This is compete for championships year in and year out. Georgia doesn't say, oh, you got Carson Beck this year, so it's a year of transition. Uh, if you want to go back to Alabama this year, doesn't say who the hell's the quarterback going to be. This is year of transition. You don't say that's year a, of transition. That's a ridiculous comparison. Okay. Georgia is a back-to-back -back national champs. Alabama has had a dynasty. These are two programs that have NFL talent all over the field. If you just look at the projected NFL draft for the next three years, Alabama and Georgia both have better rosters than Tennessee. Significantly so. Like, significantly. So Look at this. Look at this. Rocky Tom says exactly what I'm thinking. If our offensive line doesn't make silly mistakes because of crowd noise, we have a 50-50 shot to win. That's what we're going to talk to Josh about. I'm telling you, this, this team, they may not be the same as they were a year ago, but this team is competitive because of their defensive front seven and their ability to run the ball. This is not a Tennessee football team that is still trying to climb the ladder. The ladder has been plumb, climbed. You know what I mean? I think they're still climbing the ladder. I think Tennessee, as again, I brought up this before. Tennessee as a program, as a roster, was where Clemson was when Dabo Sweeney took over in 2008. Tennessee was a worse program than even Clemson at that time. Tennessee was a bad program in 2021. I mean, a bad one. It's a job that you didn't want, honestly, and if you were a coach trying to build your career. And it was gutsy for Josh Heupel to take it. And when that happens, you can't just do a Kirby Smart and Nick Saban at Georgia and be like, oh, second year, you're competing for a national title. Tennessee still is not on that level from a roster perspective. Now, again, they're close. They're where Clemson was in 2014. Clemson was on that level in 2015. I've said from the start, Tennessee will be on the level from a roster perspective in 2024. They were not on the level of Alabama and Georgia from a roster perspective in 2022. They weren't. They just had 
a great coach in a great system that teams hadn't figured out and the perfect quarterback to run it and a heck of a receiver in Jalen Hyatt. They're not there yet. Now there's a lot to say about Josh Heupel. I don't know if this defensive oriented system that he's running is sustainable and given what Josh Heupel does long-term, this is a, this year transition year, stay above water. If Tennessee compete, get somehow sneaks into the sec title game, which they might do. I'm not even knocking that out. But if they do, it's a testament to how bad the East is this year. But it's not – this defense, though, is not a stout defense that holds you to 17 points. It's a, a, an attacking defense that is going to score points. And I don't think we've completely seen that yet. We saw a little bit with the uh, – you know, you had Gabe Judy Lawley, and he, he, he caught an interception because of, of pressure – I still think there are at least four or five strip sacks for the remainder of the season. And I am so close to picking Tennessee over Alabama. It's not even, it's something that I think about oftentimes. Dave, let me, let me ask you this. And here's where I'm going with the house money situation. Here's the best way for me to put it. If Tennessee loses to Alabama, do you think Josh Heupel will take any hit on the recruiting trail whatsoever? No. Okay. I'll give you that. If they lose to Kentucky in two weeks, do you think he'll take a hit on the recruiting trail? Yes. Exactly. Kentucky okay. will hurt him in recruiting. Alabama's not going to do anything to him in recruiting. This two year. minutes, Josh Ward. I still disagree, and I'm close to picking Tennessee to win this game. Josh Ward is the best. He joins us next, and he'll tell us how Tennessee's done on the road. It's been hot or cold. Hang with me for two minutes. We love Josh Ward up next. Sun, sand, and salt water, the beach is a very relaxing place. Unless you wear contacts. Ow! Open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with LASIK Vision Correction from Campbell Cunningham Laser Center. Ah. Sports Treasures in North Knoxville is one of the South's largest sports cards and memorabilia dealers, featuring over 10 million sports cards from vintage to modern. Sports Treasures carries a full line of hobby boxes, singles, autographed memorabilia, Tennessee Vol collectibles, fan cave decorations, and so much more. See a museum full of collectibles at Sports Treasures, 4819 North Broadway in Fountain City, and Sports Treasures on Facebook. Sports Treasures, where the real sports fan goes to shop. Have you seen the latest TriStar Hats Co. product? TriStar Hats Co., what's that? You know, those really cool hats, shirts, tumblers, and even license plates with three stars like the official Tennessee flag and stripes like the American flag. Pretty patriotic if you ask me. Ah, I gotcha. Seen those. Those are cool. Where can I get them? Simple. TriStarHatsCo.com. And if you order now, there's 10% on any order $50 or more. Plus, use the promo code HOOKED. With the promo code HOOKED, you get 10% off. That's HOOKED. And don't forget free shipping with any order over 50 bucks. Stock up at TriStarHatsCo.com. That's TriStarHatsCo.com. There are plenty of wannabes out there, so make sure you go to TriStarHatsCo.com for the best quality and customer service. Will do, and I'll be sure to use the promo code HOOKED. That's HOOKED when I do to save an additional 10% off. TriStarHatsCo.com. TriStar Hats Co. is a trademark of TriStar Hats Co. LLC. Any use without express written consent is prohibited. Um, who's this guy? Hello, wizard! The Dave Hooker Show. Ooh. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. What? YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. Back to Dave Hooker. 
Let's go ahead and get right into Josh Ward of the Sports Animal WNML. You can hear him from noon to three. And Josh, what are your feelings on this game and Tennessee getting an upset win since we won't talk to you the remainder of the week? Uh, how do you feel about this game before we get into Tennessee on the road, which has been eh, hot and cold? Yeah, it's the first time I've thought Tennessee has a real chance going in in a number of years. Uh, there have been so many games in the last 20 since the Vols won in 03 where they just didn't have a chance once the game was kicked off. Uh, 15, they had a shot with a lead in the fourth quarter, and then Alabama turned it on. There were the block kicks in 09. Um, the Garantano fumble at the goal line game is one that fans want to forget. Tennessee had some kind of shot, not a great one, but – yeah, that's that's pretty much it uh, for a lot of games. 05 is uh, you know, so long ago. They had a shot there, but several coaches ago. Tennessee has a shot this week. I, Alabama's favored, should be. That's the way I lean here. But Tennessee has a shot with that defensive line. Tennessee's defensive line gives it a chance against anybody. Yep, I agree. Uh, Josh's appearance today brought to you by Zen Sports, the new sports book in Tennessee, revolutionizing the way you earn sports betting rewards. That means no more deposit bonuses that turn into deposit nightmares on Zen Sports. What you see is what you get. And with their cash rewards program, you get a lot of cash. For a welcome bonus, earn an unlimited 5% cash back on your betting volume for your first 15 days when you sign up with promo code HOOKED. That's right, HOOKED. Unlimited 5% cash back. Keep betting, keep earning with up to 3% cash back on your betting volume every month. After that, refer friends to earn a percentage of their betting volume as cash rewards to Zen Sports, bringing the cash back to Tennessee. So if you bet big on sports, you want to be betting on Zen Sports. Zen Sports betting just got better. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. That's 1-800-889-9789. Must be 21 and over. And in Tennessee to bet. So I'm with you. I think Tennessee has a chance to win this football game. And I apologize uh, for my voice, Josh, uh, because uh, I've, I've got the, I've got the COVID. I thought that went away, but uh, I'm battling the COVID. So here we go. Fighting hurt. But the question I wanted to ask Josh and his column is up there right now. And it is a very good one because we do not talk about, I don't believe enough that this offense relies on communication from the sideline and I think has been affected, in particularly the Georgia game last year by loud crowd noise. So, Josh, do you think that there is always going to be an intrinsic issue with Tennessee's offense on the road in a hostile environment, or do you think they're growing into that and they'll be okay moving forward before I start to really break down some of your column, which is awesome? Well, they should be better off with Cooper Mays out there. They did not have him against Florida and I think that hurt. But they had him against Georgia and against South Carolina last year, and Tennessee was affected there. I'm sure Tennessee is affected. Uh, Tennessee is also a team that early in the season is going through the change of Alex Golish is no longer there. It's Joey Halsley, who is the offensive coordinator with a new quarterback out there, Joe Milton. And they had some pre-snap issues even after they went to halftime and had the ability to adjust for the second half. They still found problems in the second half, Joe on one particular play was trying to make changes at the line as the clock was about to run out 
and uh, play clock. And Josh Heupel had to make a, a quick decision to make a timeout to get his quarterback out of there. Uh, so, yeah, they've already shown issues. I expect that there will be issues again. I expect most teams are going to have issues on the road because that's that's how it's gone so far this season in college football, and I think it's especially tough right now. Fans are into these games, especially in the SEC, but Tennessee still should be able to go out and find success if they're able to make the plays. They should still be able to get guys open, and then it's up to them to – connect that's been the bigger issue to me but yeah I mean it's a it's a question that has to be answered until they do can they actually put enough together on the road especially against a team as talented as Alabama is Caleb so Josh um I don't know if you saw this but uh, I pointed this out this is the lowest over under of Josh Heupel's career as a head coach this weekend at 48 which is crazy to think about with you're right with Cooper Mays back you would think there wouldn't be so many of the pre-snap issues but given the fact that this is a defensive oriented team now and they run the ball a lot more do you think that actually makes them better equipped to handle crowd noise than maybe the team last year that was all about tempo and moving the ball and throwing a lot yeah maybe so um and by the way I was thinking more communication sideline to the field I don't know about pre-snap penalties. I don't know if we're going to see too many times where the the right tackle is going to jump or any position that's just choosing a spot and it gets them backed up because then it really presents a challenge. As good as Tennessee has been running, if they're at first and 15 and behind, that's a lot more pressure on Jalen Wright and company to run. But if they're able to find success on the ground because they, they couldn't, at least consistently, against Florida – that put too much pressure on Joe Milton. This is not the same offense we've seen over the last couple of years. Everybody recognizes that. That's why you're right. It's crazy that the over-under is at that number, but not based on what we've seen here recently. It's also crazy to think that's the number after last year, the losing team scored 49. The losing team by itself went over a year ago. Now the two teams are expected to be at that number combined, at least based on the projection. But uh, how they run the football is a, a massive deal here. Couldn't run it successfully against Florida. Couldn't do what they wanted to offensively. They couldn't really against Texas A&M do everything they wanted to, but the running game kept them in it. If the running game is able to stay alive, if they can go for 125-plus, then that takes pressure off Joe Milton. If the running game's not there, I really worry for what the Vols can do offensively. Let's look at some of these key road games. Uh, Travis will get us started uh, as, as one of my favorite posters. He says that we didn't handle the noise very well in the swamp. You know, I don't know that it was the noise so much as not having Cooper. Guys, was that the noise or was it not having Cooper or a little bit of both? Josh, what do you think? Both. I would start with Cooper. I don't know if Tennessee wins that game if Cooper Mays is out there, but I know Tennessee has a better chance. He's, one, a really good player. Two, he's a calming influence. He's the guy that makes that offense go. If he's on, if he's in on uh, at center in that game, does the hit on Joe that leads to the interception, which gave Florida a big advantage in the middle of that run in the first half, does it happen? I would say probably not, right? So uh, it at least gives Tennessee a better fighting chance if they still start out slow in the first half because the defense was able to make corrections play better in the second half. The offense just couldn't catch up and make enough plays and they kept uh, making mistakes to hurt themselves. So um, I, I think it's, I think it's a big deal 
to have Cooper in this spot. If he weren't playing, I wouldn't give Tennessee a chance to beat Alabama. And yeah, I don't, I don't know how much better of a chance he gives them, but he gives them one. If it were Ollie Lane, if it were the starting offensive line from the Florida game this week, you know, by the way, I don't know if they would have beaten Texas A&M. So uh, I definitely right. wouldn't pick them against. I wouldn't pick them or give them much of a shot against Bama. Yeah, a different sort of front, a three-three front. Walter Nolan, no Cooper. I think A&M wins that game. I think he's that important. Uh, portions of the program brought to you by Campbell Cunningham, Taylor, and Hanna. Look at me. I've had LASIK. I think Josh has, too, as a matter of fact. Enjoy life better when you see better. Local vision service for LASIK cataract surgery and regular eye examination, cctis.com. And I know Caleb wants to talk about the cocks, so go ahead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Last year, that is. Go ahead, um, Caleb. So, yeah, Josh, uh, talking about the South Carolina game, isn't that game – it's funny because we're, we're doing this as a confluence of Tennessee struggling on the road under Josh Heupel and Vanderbilt we all know doesn't count because that's a home game for Tennessee whenever they go to Nashville. But isn't the South Carolina game different from the Georgia and the Florida game in the sense of I didn't see communication issues on offense that when they were moving the ball fine until Hendon Hooker got hurt. Wasn't that just the defense just didn't get off the bus that day? Isn't it a little bit different from the other two? Yeah, the offense wasn't able to keep up with South Carolina. Rare do we have a conversation about Tennessee's offense if they're finding some success not being able to keep up. But uh, few offenses would have been able to match what South Carolina was able to do last year. And that's a reminder that this team is different. This Tennessee football team did have a rough first half on defense against Florida, but the defense is much better, I think, than last year's group and uh, is not susceptible to breakdowns like we saw a year ago. Could be proven wrong this week, but I feel comfortable saying that. So I think it was a combination of issues. The other problem has been, in the past, if Tennessee falls behind multiple scores, as good as Josh Heupel's offenses have been, they've struggled to come back. And that was the position Tennessee was in last year against South Carolina. I do feel comfortable saying if Bama gets up 14-0 early, it's going to be really challenging for Tennessee to come back and win the game. But uh, yeah, it was it was both. The the defense had the worst day, no doubt, against South Carolina last year, and the offense found some problems, which made things even worse in trying to catch up. Here's my thought on the South Carolina game. That was a cluster from the get. I think there are all kinds of issues. I don't think communications was the issue, but the Georgia game to me, and they got loud because of your cohort Eric Ainge poking the bear, and that's fine. Um, it was good content, but. That was the one where I thought that eh, this Tennessee offense isn't communicating at a high level, and they had a lot of pre-snap penalties. I talked to Cooper about that yesterday on mm -hmm. the Vol Report brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning. In other words, I don't think it's an overall trend because they like to communicate and move fast. I don't think it's an issue the more I look at it. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Let me start with Josh, but are there any other games where you thought they went out there and just didn't communicate well in their up-tempo style we mentioned South Carolina which was different uh other than Georgia under Josh Heupel can you recall a time where they just kind of went out there and were discombobulated because of the crowd I, no, yeah no not really um I mean two years ago I think it was more of just a talent disadvantage and some of their road losses remember Jimmy Callaway's drop I mean I don't know if that was a a pressure situation, but that's not communication when he dropped the ball on fourth down, which was a pivotal moment in that game. Uh, last year, it's it's a combination of, yeah, the crowd was terrific. It affected Tennessee, similar to 
the Texas A&M game this past weekend, A&M's backed up at its own one. You have the crowd on top of you. Uh, the defense is all fired up because of it. They have an advantage. Tennessee's D-line had the advantage against A&M's offensive line, and it overwhelmed Texas A&M, led to a punt return. Well, last year, backed up at the goal line, defense has an advantage for Georgia against Tennessee's O-line. They're overwhelmed by the crowd. Jalen Carter wrecks the offensive line. And, uh, I mean, that was pretty much all she wrote in the way that game was going to go. So uh, there was a, a clear talent advantage for Georgia. The team was fired up because Tennessee came in as the number one team in the playoff ranking, despite Georgia having not lost, and they were the reigning champs. And then the crowd was all into it, as uh, you described. So that was that was a combination of issues, but no doubt the crowd affected Tennessee. That crowd, though, would affect anybody. That crowd would affect I think any offense in the country, including Tennessee's, which was the best scoring-wise in the nation. Let's go to four downs. Josh, did you rip off four downs from me, or did I rip it off from you? You ripped it off from me. <laughs> Don't doubt it. Yeah, four no downs. Four questions. Uh, uh. Four answers. The Dave Hooker Show. Four. Four. Four downs. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. I thought I did it on the new Sentinel Sports page way back in the day, but I may have ripped it off from you. It's called sampling, and if I did rip it off from you, it's a compliment because it's very good. All right, let's get to – we're going to run through these quickly as we're going to be reminded what we need to do by Cooper Mays. Cooper Mays here. Hit like and subscribe. All right, first down for Coop. Coop here, first down. Best road win in the Hypel era at Tennessee. What do you got? I'll go LSU because it was dominant. Yeah, I'll say LSU as well, taking over the stadium. And it was a team in LSU that went on to win the West. It wasn't a great team, but that was a team that Tennessee that went on to win the West and Tennessee dominated. And fans are forever going to have the fond memories of the game. Move quick, my friend, Caleb. You guys are both wrong. It's Kentucky 2021. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sweat down, Coop. Cooper Mays here. Second down. Worst road loss has to be Georgia last year. Everything on the line, right? No, South Carolina. Because even with the Georgia loss, they were in a position to go to the playoff if they just take care of business. And Tennessee was favored by 22 points in the game. Uh, the The loss was upsetting uh, against Georgia, but Georgia was the better team and favored to win the game and did. Okay, Caleb? Yeah, it's South Carolina. South Carolina last year. I think Josh alluded to this earlier, third down. Tennessee center Cooper Mays here. Up-tempo a factor in any of these bad road performances? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. Caleb? I, I think so. I think that can cause a lot of pre-snap penalties, and I think it's a factor in general because Tennessee start this year is having many of those penalties at home. Okay, so that leads me to this. Yeah, they're, the they're the most penalized days. team in the SEC. Sorry to, to jump on the setup, but they're the most penalized team in the SEC, which is something to watch this week away from home. Ooh, good point. All right, here we go. All SEC center Cooper Mays here, fourth down. So is it an Achilles heel of this offense or just a stub toe? I'm sorry, what are we referring to? C communicating on the road in hostile environments. Um. Well, I think it's an Achilles heel until they prove us otherwise, Pr prove, prove us wrong on that front. So uh, I think Cooper helps with that. So I think they'll be better, but are they good enough? That's still a big question. Okay, Caleb, I'm going to get to Kamal Haddon. 
Yeah, I'm going to go Achilles heel. I'm going to go Achilles heel. And I'm not counting the LSU game last year. That wasn't really a road game because, again, LSU at, at LSU home games at noon are not home games for LSU. The crowd's never into it at noon games in Baton Rouge. There you go. I'm, I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When it gets to Kamal Haddon, the number four ranked uh, PFF cornerback nationally, I, the question is, is he the most improved fall this year so far? I, I think that's pretty easy josh uh i actually want to look at it from a historic perspective of guys that we've written off but let me start with the question at hand most improved ball this year so far yeah i'm trying to think through that sounds right uh kamal had especially we're talking about that south carolina game nobody had a, a worse night probably than kamal there in columbia and think about how things started but how he's really played overall this season i think Tyler Barron is a, a candidate. I mean, James Pierce is is definitely a candidate. He just he's we don't even know where he was last year, so he didn't play. So you want to talk about breakout? Uh, Pierce is is high on that list too. Okay, I want to give Josh a second to think about this. The most improved vol since he's been covering Tennessee since would be two thousand two. Does that sound right? Yeah, define. I mean, I was I was with you at some practices in 01. So yeah, twenty two years doing some uh what the hell happened to time yeah, but unauthorized uh, <laughs> reporting i think at the time <laughs> yeah you're uh throwing high heat um okay so my most improved ball of all time is uh rashad baker okay and the reason why i've got him is because he got trucked by lebrandon tofield for about 80 yards at lsu because they put him at cornerback because they needed him there two days after saying that he was the most polished receiver that Philip Fulmer had ever seen. So they put him at defensive back and he turned into a, an all sec top of safety. Yeah, and he looked NFL. like, yeah. And in the NFL and he looked like pure garbage on that day. I was like, Whoa, they made a mistake. Uh, so that to me is the first one that pops out. Caleb most improved ball over his career is that, I, I need time to think about this too. And by the way, I want to point this out because you brought up James Pierce. There's a difference before I get to this between improved and breakout. Breakout is you were young and didn't start and then it was your turn to start and then you broke yeah. out. Like Jalen Hyatt last year wasn't most improved. It was just his turn to start. I'm thinking of guys that started were bad when they started and then got really good. So in that regard, you got to go Eric Angel 5 to 06, right? Ooh, good one. Coaching was involved, yeah. but I could roll with that, Josh. Yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. Eric kind of returned to form, though, right? Because we had already seen him be really good as a freshman in 04. He helped them win big games. Uh, but he, he was definitely improved. I thought about Crompton. I mean, think about how bad 08 was. And 09, fans are done. They don't want to see him again. And he went out and lit up Georgia and in 09 and was the offensive player of the week, I think, and then was good the rest of the way and helped them turn that into a somewhat successful season, not by historical standards, but with where things were at the time. So I think Crompton in 09, the way he turned things around, especially with the heat that he was facing at that position, deserves a lot of credit. 
Yeah, Caleb, try, try, take a second while I tell the story to see if you can come up with anybody better, because I think Josh just beat both of us. Uh, I can remember working for the Knoxville News Sentinel, and I said, I want to go sit in the stands for this game. And they were like, why? I said, because I, I've been I've been told by those around the Crompton family that are sitting there that he's getting death threats yelled at him and his family's getting verbally attacked during the game. Well, I happened to pick the Georgia game. So he played so well, none of that stuff happened. I went back up to the press box. But, uh, Josh, he was uh, – I, I can't beat you on that. Caleb, is there anybody better that resurrected his career? If not for those final six or so games, uh, you're talking about Jonathan Crompton being one of the biggest busts of all time. Yeah, he actually played himself into a draft pick. I don't know if I can beat it. I think I can go with another quarterback, though, to get close. Because you're right, Ainge showed flashes in 04. To, to respond to Josh real quick – Ainge also had help because he had 2,000-yard rushers behind him and probably one of the best offensive line units in Tennessee history in 04 with Michael Munoz, Aaron Sears, Scott Wells, I think. No, Scott Wells. No, but he, he played well. So I He mean, did. Yeah. He did. So, I mean, Stetson um, Bennett had help. He still got to go to the Heisman ceremony, which I know which is a, a touchy subject. But, yeah, most teams that have success, it's not because of one good quarterback and a bunch of bad teammates. That's true. Well, I would actually go another one is um, – Josh Dobbs. Remember when he had to step in for Justin Worley in 2013 and he was awful down the stretch and everybody following the Butch Jones senior was like, it doesn't matter. Riley Ferguson's going to be the starter. He's the guy. That's it. He's the future. The Riley Ferguson transfers. Josh Dobbs then has to step in again for Justin Worley at the end of halfway through the 2014 season and then never loses the starting job again. Josh, you, you would know better than me because you were in the middle of it, but what about Jalen Hyatt? I, I mean, I, I know that he emerged, which kind of goes against Caleb's definition, but I thought some people were ready to write him off because of his attitude and his approach to the game before last season and before the offseason before 2022. Yeah, I mean, I guess it does depend on your definition because Caleb yours went a different direction. But going into last year, the talk before the season began was, okay, Hyatt needs to prove it or they're going to move on to somebody else because he was a popular player to break out in 2021 because we had seen his speed. He had the touchdown down the field against Alabama in 2020. And then Heupel came in and was like, okay, Hyatt with his speed and this offense, watch out. And then he, he was a disappointment in 2021 and was much improved last year. So I, I think he's eligible. I think there are a couple of receivers though, that are eligible under Heupel, but again, do you consider it breakout or improved? Uh, but Cedric Tillman, in his first three seasons at Tennessee, had eight receptions. In his fourth season, he had 12 touchdowns. So <laughs> that is a noticeable improvement from where he went his first three seasons to uh, what he ended up becoming at Tennessee. And, uh, of course, part of that was opportunity. But, I mean, we're talking about four years into his career before that happened. Uh, Josh. And then the one, one other, I know we're yes. kind of doing a roll call at this point, but Theo Jackson, I think he's a great story. Ooh. He had his first career pick a few weeks ago playing for the Vikings, but he was just a guy. He played a lot, but he was, he was just a guy for Tennessee in the secondary that wasn't talked about much. Uh, he had an extra year because of the COVID eligibility and played in 2021 and was a valuable piece of that secondary to then get drafted and now play in the NFL. So he, he definitely is on the list of improved players. I don't, know that he's number one, but he's one of the better stories, I think, here recently. Well, and if we talk comeback in life, Byron Young, you know, he, he's telling you where the uh, Kleenex are in at the Dollar General, and now he is uh, in the NFL. 
Last thing, Travis says, any chance we can get Josh Ward on board with Paisley shirt Thursdays? What do you think of Caleb's shirt, Josh? Uh, I think it's a winner for Caleb. You know, I have have a newsboy hat that fits this shirt, too. I should have worn it together. Yeah. You you should wear something with it, like a, I I don't know, like a jacket. If Tennessee (laughs) beats Alabama this weekend, I have another loud black shirt. And I'll wear it with a black newsboy hat next Thursday. Deal? Yeah. yeah. All that shirt needs is a good pullover. All right. Uh, <laughs> Josh, you're awesome. I love making Josh laugh more than everybody. And he giggled. I saw it. And by the yeah, way, my, my you- wife is very honest with me, by the way. And if I tried to wear that shirt and she found out about it, there would be repercussions for me. So uh, I mean, no offense with that. I'm just, my wife, like I brought, a, I brought home a hat that was gifted to me. Uh, last week and i said hey what do you think about this and she said uh awesome hat it's you're not cool enough for it though so, so. Ooh, not oh, only no. she didn't like that but she said you couldn't pull it off no she liked the hat she just didn't think that i could live up to the standard of it so she basically said josh stop trying to make the hat happen it's not going yeah. to happen what yeah. about my coffee cup rad dad you can live up to that you're one of the best dads i know uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I'll, I'll leave you on this. I know your name's a little bit uh, different, but another friend of mine, uh, his name's David, told me he lost his ID. So he's just Dave now. He's just Dave? Lost, lost his him. ID? David? Oh, that's very good. That's very good. You oh, know, my gosh. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. And oh Josh, gosh. Here's, here's, the, here's the weird part about that whole ID thing. It seems like the D is carrying most of the weight because you have I and then identification. Right. Yeah. yeah. ID is short for identification and then ID at the end of David. So you take it off. You got. I, I got it. Uh, but Norm McDonald does a great bit on, you know, it seems like identification is just carrying all the weight there. It's doing all the work. It's very oh, strange. well, uh, there, there's one of the goats right there. We miss him. Yeah, boy, I got sucked into some Norm McDonald during my. um uh, my uh, scissor uh, passing out uh, with COVID over the past couple of days. So I enjoyed every bit of it. Uh, you're a fantastic man, Josh. I really appreciate it. Noon to three on the sports animal. Read his column because it's really good about Tennessee on the road. I think we all came up with the moral of the story is Tennessee is no more apt to make mistakes on the road just because they have an up-tempo offense than any other uh, program out there. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Josh Ward is so good, and it's brought to you in part by Herald Group Security Solutions, leadership experience, specialization, addressing problems through unique mission-specific mitigation techniques, also making your children safer one school at a time, heraldgrp.com, heraldgrp.com. They're in private schools now, okay? So if your kids go to private school, you have to go to them to say you need highly trained individuals former servicemen oftentimes and thank you everybody out there for your service you're tougher than me i couldn't do it and heraldgrp.com will make your children safer in private schools like asap but uh, we're going to get them in public schools too it's going to happen heraldgrp.com let's avoid the tragedies that have plagued our country in the past we don't want any of that i love it for kamal Haddon. don't you love those stories who are some stories on the message board? I'm curious. Who are some stories that you absolutely love? I was so close. I'm not afraid to say it now. 
that Jonathan Crompton and his family were one of my major sources. So I felt the pain that they went through when I thought they were mistreated in some cases by some uh, coaching staffs and some coaches that didn't know what to do with him. And he's my all-time favorite as far as a comeback player that made a name for himself despite a slow beginning. So he's always going to be number one in my mind. I should have brought that one up first. But don't you love it when a guy just kind of struggles along and then is suddenly a really good college football player? Whether or not he makes the NFL, isn't that isn't that a great story? It is. It's harder for people to root for Kamal Haddon in this case than other people because Kamal Haddon always talked like he was one of those players. But my insistence, Dave, and you probably know this more than anybody, but if you have a good football team, you're going to need some players that, shall we say, talk more than they should. You always want the guy with a little bit of moxie. You want the, I don't want to say Dennis Rodman with the Bulls, but you kind of need that on a football team, don't you? Someone who might get you in a, he, he might get you a penalty here and there, but you live with that because you know he likes to talk. And I kind of respect that with Kamal. Ooh, here's a hard one to top. Inky Johnson is my favorite story of any player. I hate his injury, but he's absolutely made the best of it. Even, yeah, I mean, that's, he, he is a, a well-known, renowned speaker with a book, and his message is just 100% uh, positive. I didn't really get to know Inky beforehand because he had just started playing at a high level, but I can guarantee you after that, uh, Air Force game in which he was injured or the next game or the next game, he his play was going to start to be a topic of discussion. So I, I can't say that I really knew him before the injury, but man, you got to love Inky. You got to love Inky. We, we got to get him uh, on on this on this program as well. And there's some some good backstory behind that involving Dave Hooker's career as well. So but that's. Well, yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I I respect and love Inky. It's hard for me to bring him up here because we're talking about, like, I can't just bring up people I love because, like, I love Eric Berry, but he's not a comeback player. You know what I mean? I, in the well, NFL, in a way, he is. is. In a no, way, he is. is. But we got to look injury. at this. Is, this From is injury. Specific, this is specifically people who were, as players, they played like garbage. These are improved players. They played like garbage, right. and then they came back and balled out. And I, I'm trying to stick in that within that realm to a certain degree. Now there's, you know, I mean, cause if we're going to do this, we could do like, and this is a segment for another day, comeback coaches ever, because like, I think Josh Heupel may be one of the comeback coaches of all time. Here's a guy who got fired as an offensive coordinator in 2014. And, Very good. Very good. Yeah. That could have been kind of the end of his career. And, and listen, this sounds like I'm being catty, but I'm not. Uh, ADs want to hire the good looking coach. And I'm, I'm sorry. Josh Heupel, he's, he doesn't look like a Pete Carroll in his prime. He doesn't look like a Lane Kiffin. So it's easy to get thrown on that trash heap of coaches because you want to win the press conference too. Um, but he battled along. He built up UCF after what happened at Oklahoma. And now he's at Tennessee. So kudos. And I always say personally, and, and take this to heart, guys are, that are listening, beware the good-looking coach. Derek nine Dooley? times, nine times out of ten, the good-looking coach got the job to win the press conference, and he doesn't pan out. Yeah, where's the good-looking coach? I mean, literally, Hollywood's going to do a movie on like an SEC coach one day because they can make money. There's going to be a TV show or a movie. Derek Dooley would play that SEC coach, wouldn't he? He was <laughs> scripted. 
He was he he literally was. <laughs> I'm doesn't trying he, so hard not to cough because it sounds nasty with my COVID, but but doesn't that he was look the like the funniest a, thing you've ever said, Caleb? Doesn't he look like an SEC coach? Like he looks and sounds like it. He just wasn't. He almost looks too good looking to be an SEC yeah. coach. It's like it's right. like he's like the sweet home Alabama type guy that you know Reese Witherspoon ends up with. Like it's like he was so like well put together. He was the he was a Hollywood version of an SEC coach. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. It is up. City Heating and Air Conditioning, the Vol Report, brought to you by City Heat and Air. 50 years in East Tennessee. Integrity matters. Don't trust a fly-by-night HVAC company uh, because they're going to try to say, hey, buy this whole new unit that's like $10,000 plus. You may not need that. Might just be a part. Might need Freon. 50 years in East Tennessee. Integrity matters. City Heating and Air Conditioning. All right. Now. This, to me, is something that we're going to get into that I'm going to be a little careful with because, uh, well, two reasons, uh, to be real honest with you. I've, I've got some thoughts on this analyst, and I don't think that he really hit the nail on the head. Um, so you set this up. Uh, ESPN analyst Tom Luganville said what? So ESPN analyst Tom Luganville was on his i believe it is his show which is out of balance well he works he, with he works with our friends at the next round um so that's based out of alabama those are the guys that are just do a fantastic job um uh, ryan brown is one of those and he's a friend of the program so they have done specialty shows and he is on one of those so I, i'm guessing that that's his show but i don't know go ahead yes and he was saying this in a way to trash jimbo fisher and the Aggies as a program talking about how they played Tennessee last week. He said they quote about Texas A&M. They were clearly the better team and lost to, I think a very overrated Tennessee team. Unquote. Now that was too trash. Now the question to me is, and this is something big for me, Dave, there's a difference between being a better team and having more talent. Isn't there a better roster? I agree. A better. Yes. If you said AM has the better roster, no issue there. They got one of the five best rosters in college football right now. Oh, uh, um, okay. Okay. I tend to agree with you, but after what I saw and Pierce's development, Haddon's development, I don't think it's as night and day. I do think they have the better roster, but I don't think it's night and day as I did heading into the game. Okay, but I would have no issue with them saying AM had the better roster. I would have no issue with him saying that AM has a top five roster. Tennessee has a top 25 to 30 roster. How about that? Yeah, exactly. I do have an issue with him saying AM was the better team because if you watch that game last week, take the score out of it. Don't even take, you know, take all the scoring out of it. Tennessee moved the ball a lot more than Texas AM moved the ball. I mean, just field position alone, Tennessee won that battle, and that's about moving the ball more. You know, how many times did Tennessee get into the red zone and just not score points because of mistakes? Like, I think Tennessee gave more – Tennessee left more points on the board in that game than AM, didn't they? 
Yes. Yes. No question about it. Um, if, if you want to say better team, that includes coaching to me. And Tennessee clearly is the better coach team, and it's not even close. Uh, it's not even close when you want those uh, fire opals. You get them from Rick Terry Jewelry Design. They want to be your jeweler looking for affordable game day jewelry. How about those fire opals? The Tennessee tradition, rickterryjewelry.com, rickterryjewelry.com. Who's the jewel of AM staff? I mean, I mean, people who? would typically say Bobby Petrino, but like Bobby Petrino has the game has passed him by. There were offensive play calls in that game last week that I got to be honest, that, that led me to not believe Petrino is the offensive genius people say he is. Well, and here's the other thing to remember. OK, if, if, if you're going to turn it over to uh, Bobby Petrino and you're Jimbo Fisher, the former great offensive guru that he was called and he's not. If you're going to turn that over, at what point do things go south and you start to say, I need to get involved with this. I need to get in the kitchen. It's exactly what happened with Tennessee in 2008. Uh, round about late September, early October, Philip Fulmer thought he needed to have a bigger input uh, into the offensive game plan. And Travis says it's their defensive backs. Their secondary was superb. I'll give you that. But. When you hand over one side of the ball and you coach that growing up through the coaching ranks, you're going to get involved in some point. And I think the Tennessee game, quite frankly, is probably where you will see Jimbo Fisher try to get involved a little bit more. And then I'm going to predict it here. A&M season is going to go down the drains. And you're going to see Jimbo Fisher be replaced despite the $78 million buyout. They've got to make a change. They're going to be in the SEC. This is the time to do it. And it's not even close. So if I made you bet that Paisley shirt that you're wearing today, that Jimbo Fisher would be the head coach, you know, I love you, would be the head coach of the Aggies next year. Would you bet your shirt on that or not? Yeah, I bet my shirt on that, that he won't, that he won't won't. because, and by the way, this is what you said. You're acknowledging my prediction at the beginning of the year was right. It's just a little bit later than I thought it would be, which is, I thought the wheels would come off because of this issue. I just thought it would come off at the beginning of October, not in the middle or towards the end of October. Yeah. Yep. No, you're right. Uh, Sports treasures carrying over 5 million uh, sports treasures and so much more, including my book. Follow on Facebook for the best sports memorabilia daily updates. I go to Facebook and follow them on sports treasures tn.com, sports treasures tn.com. And they actually have a big event with Andrew Jones. So if you're a Braves fan, you need to uh, get onto Facebook, follow sports treasures tn.com, and be sure and follow them. And you will absolutely love what you see at uh, Sports Treasures. My other issue with uh, this comment by Tom Luganbill is I think it's really offensive based. Uh, Tom Luganbill is a former quarterback. And Max Johnson is is not an elite quarterback, but neither is Joe Milton. And right now you would have to say, Max Johnson is a better quarterback than Joe Milton. He's playing at a higher level. So I thought that was part of his thinking and a little bit too simplistic. Um, Here's something crazy. If you're building a team, do you take Walter Nolan or do you take James Pierce, who I think are in the same class? Hmm. Ooh, Walter. 
mean, that's talent. That's team. You tell me. <laughs> Message board, tell me. I mean, look, you're talking. I'm taking James Pierce. Yeah, okay, James Pierce is like Leonard Little, but Walter Nolan, look, I see John Henderson, Albert Hainsworth, and Walter Nolan. Okay, well, but let me ask you this. Do you take Albert Hainsworth or John Henderson, or do you take Leonard Little? I'm taking Leonard Little. Look, that rush defense was significantly better. The, the, the 2001 rush defense is the best rush defense in the history of the SEC that Tennessee had. They never had to blitz. John Henderson got Will Overstreet drafted. All due respect to Will Overstreet, Dave, he was not an NFL player. And I mean, and I, I look, I have to say this. Let's talk NFL careers for a minute. John Henderson and Albert Hainsworth are right on Leonard Little's level in the NFL. Now, I know there were some personal issues that may have changed that a little bit, but look at Al Albert Hainsworth got $100 million to play defensive tackle because of how valuable he was to the Titans. Okay, but let me stop you for a second. Albert Hainsworth is almost a once-in-a-generation player. He had some issues upstairs, but when you talk about his athletic ability and his size, that's way, way more advanced than Walter Nolan. His sting, his ability, his quick twitch is different. Um, so I think that if you wanted to argue Albert Hainsworth on physical ability – versus James Pierce. I think you got an argument there. If you want to go if 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 you want to go Nolan versus Pierce, I'll take Pierce all day long. I could maybe roll with that. Um by the way, I, I will say that funny enough, Pierce, we bring him Leonard Little. They're both from North Carolina. Um and it's funny, North Carolina's where you get the edge rusher, South Carolina's where you get the line. Now Okay, what about this? Like, let me bring up another great defensive end. A Sean Ellis, who is a step below Leonard Little, maybe, but still a great defensive end. Sean Ellis or Walter Nolan? Where do you go? I'll take Walter Nolan. Okay, so you think James Pierce will be better than Sean Ellis? Because Sean Ellis was amazing at Tennessee. Yes. I mean, we're talking a two-time Pro Bowler in the NFL. I mean, that – wow, Dave. Wow, that's, that's no, pretty I high, too. That, I think he's that good. I, mean, uh, I could be wrong. But I think he's that good. Uh, excited here. Uh, it Just a little bit, I'm going to be able to tour the uh, Tennessee Cider Company new facilities. The original hard cider of the Smoky Mountains. Use the promo code HAT. That's HAT to receive some free swag with your cider order. Use the promo code HAT and you get a free hat. How about that? Available most anywhere in the United States of America. And they have some fantastic cider that you're absolutely going to love. As a matter of fact, let me tell you a little something about it right now because the flavors will blow you away and they'll deliver it to your home. You want a hard cider that's easy to enjoy, one that's crafted to perfection. You need Tennessee Cider Company. Some say it's the signature cider of the South. Others say it's the cure to your craving. They all say you'll savor every sip. With a selection of ciders free to sample, all it takes is one taste. Visit TNCiderCompany.com for more information, as well as to shop our ciders and merchandise online. Thirsty yet? Doors open at 10 a.m. Use that promo code HAT. In two minutes, we're going to make you money. Picks after this with Caleb Calhoun. Got cataracts? We can fix that. Never miss another moment. With a little help from Drs. Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn at ccti's.com.
I'm Rick Terry, and we at Rick Terry Jewelry Designs pride ourselves in the highest quality craftsmanship from a family-owned business here in Knoxville for over 35 years. At Rick Terry Jewelry Designs, we also take pride in being an affordable option for all your game day accessories, especially those fire opals. At Rick Terry Jewelry Designs, we want to be your jeweler every day and especially on game day. Go Vols! Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. These mountains hold and defend a spirit far better than moonshine. A drink that holds flavor that becomes necessity. A hard cider made and relished by folk who are as hearty as they are legend. A refreshment that can only be found in one place. With a taste that makes you say, give me three bottles of the good stuff. Tennessee Cider Company, where necessity can be found. Um, who's this guy? Hello, wizard! The Dave Hooker Show, Ooh. a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. What? YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. Back to Dave Hooker. Smash that like button, Papa Jay says, and please do that. We greatly appreciate it. It brings more people into the channel, and uh, we are absolutely pleased as punch or Proudest punch, what's that saying? Yeah, with what we're able to bring you each and every week with Caleb, perhaps the uh, best historian I've uh, ever seen when it comes to Tennessee football. We have him each and every day, but we also uh, have Spencer Riley on Mondays. We have uh, John Adams on Tuesdays, and he's pretty good. And then we have Jimmy Himes on Wednesday, Josh Ward on Thursday, and then a football Friday with Fred. By the way, on the YouTube channel, uh, we usually call it that Sunday show, but we're just going to call it that show because Sunday was a crazy day with me having the COVID. And uh, so that is up. It went up last night. So we preview A&M. So certainly want you to check that out. And Cooper Mays and Jacob Warren are both up yesterday. So again, those are usually up on Sunday. But uh, that darn COVID. So we're going to build that channel, baby, according to what Rocky Top says. And and I'll just be real honest with you. Uh, I'm not the type of guy who says donate to the channel and all that sort of thing. Um, I want you to enjoy this. I think it, it should be free. But we've got a couple of things in terms of some associate affiliate marketing that if, if you order from Amazon, you can help support the channel because we want to make it bigger and bigger and bigger. And I encourage you to check out the book uh, just because I want to know what you think of it. Has anybody else uh, read the book out there? Because I would love to get your thoughts and you can leave us a review on Amazon. So they start to push it out there. Of course, help they take all the money, but um, you can buy it on offthehooksports.com. Click on Celebrate 98, and now you're going to be able to get player autograph copies. The first is Fred White, so I think it's a fantastic uh, way for you to buy some Christmas presents. Uh, we're right around the corner. That's hard to believe, and I know that publishing gets a little bit more difficult 
later in the year because of Christmas. So uh, we want you to go ahead and get your uh, Christmas orders in. If you got Tennessee fans that uh, you, you want to take care of anywhere from the less expensive uh, book, which is the paperback or the autograph that we're going to have Billy Ratliff uh, autograph some books too. They are there as well. So we've got picks and this is Caleb's moment. This is when he gets excited. This is when he separates himself from the pack. But first, I've got to ask you, Caleb, how are you doing on your picks so far? Be honest. I'm straight up honest always. I was on overall picks last week. I was 10 and 9 with one push. So that brings me to 79 and 58 on the year, which is well over 52%. Now, on picks of the week, like these are the ones, these are the best bets, the ones that I choose to bet, not where I don't have an option. I was two and one last week. I'm 11 and 10 on the year. Not as good on that. I took USC money line. I didn't realize Caleb Williams was that bad against fast edge rushers. And I am now, I wouldn't even waste a first round draft pick on him. Okay. So the picks brought to you today by, of course, our friends at Zen Sports. You need to download that app, but also it's uh, brought to you by our friends at the Hemp House, the premier hemp dispensary online with a wide variety great selection and strict standards to ensure you only receive the best in cbd or delta products go to hemp house chat with two t's hemp house chat with two t's.com use the promo code hook get 10 percent off and you can get this the big orange crunch which is fantastic all right so caleb uh here we go your picks let's get them off and rolling and uh see how you do uh, where are we going pick-wise first? And I'll tell you if I agree or disagree. For the record, no offense to Caleb, I've been charting my progress, and I'm I'm at about 75% this year. Straight up or against the spread? And I do not believe you. No, against the spread. I'm Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, we all believe Dave on that. Hey, now. Yeah, I'm right there. <laughs> all right. G- g- give me your give me your also tell you they love you, okay? So, you know. Uh, and wow. Travis is right. Defense is going to destroy Lincoln Raleigh for his entire career. This is why you should be so excited about Josh Heupel. He is okay with winning like this. I didn't think he would be. I thought his ego would get in the way. He's okay with winning like this with a good defense. Nice. This is why you love Josh Heupel. That's the column I'm writing today. All right. Um, what do you got for me, Caleb? Uh, pull out some picks. All right. So we got about nine games to pick this weekend. Yeah. We'll start. Arkansas minus six at home against Mississippi State. I'm taking Arkansas and the points, and I'm taking the over 48 and a half. They've been very close in a lot of games this year. Mississippi State's not that good. It's at Arkansas. I think Sam Pittman survives for another week. Another week? So you think he's getting fired? I think he might be. Goodness we'll gracious. What's Saturday down south going to do? Because uh, that that's that that's their source, the Arkansas coach, because he's willing <laughs> to talk to anybody. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Wait, do I, get, do I get Hank or Tracy for that? <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll roll with that because I like Sam Pittman. Hey, now. All right, what else you got? All right, so here's my big one of the week. And I'll on my bets of the week, I'll definitely talk this. Penn State, Ohio State. It's at Ohio State. I still have Penn State plus four and a half in the under 45 and a half. I think Ohio State doesn't have a good quarterback. And I think Penn State's defense is very underrated. So I think they turn this into a slugfest. So that's That's where I'll disagree with you. I think the talent differential is so much different at, uh, 
between Penn State and Ohio State and Michigan that that's not going to be a game unless they get a guy like a Josh Heupel that can manufacture some points. But uh, Travis says Penn State wins. That would be huge. Nice call out, Travis. Here we go. Travis, we that, we'll, well, when we get to my bets of the week, Travis, we might, me and you might be seeing eye to eye on something. Are we uh, not on your bets of the week? Are we on your bets of uh, Thursday? What are we? Here we go. These are the bets I have to make for every game. And then I pick three bets of the week that you should go all in on at the very end. So, okay. Uh, all right. All right so now, uh, South Carolina, Missouri. South Carolina plus seven at Missouri. I just, something feels like Missouri doesn't have a good pass defense. I think Spencer Rattler can throw all over them. Missouri might win, but I think South Carolina does it. They keeps it within a touchdown. And I'm going to take the over 60. I think you're going to see combined 650 yards through the year in this game. That's crazy. That offensive line is just too bad for South Carolina for me to lay a dollar on them. So I'll disagree with you there. What's next? All right. Um, I'll come back to Alabama, Tennessee. Auburn Ole Miss. I know Auburn got blown out by LSU this week, but they're at home. I think them being at home at night, Auburn plus six and a half against Ole Miss. And the under 55, Hugh, Hugh Freeze's defense is sneaky good last week, notwithstanding. Hey, now. I'll roll with that. I think Auburn has an up and down sort of season. They'll surprise some teams uh, for both good and bad, and they'll surprise us as the gambling public. What else you got? Army plus 31 at LSU, the under 58. Look, LSU's on a roll right now, but I think they're kind of sleepwalk through this game, and Army likes to play a lot of ball control and run a lot of clock, so I just don't think they'll have enough possessions to win by 31 or hit the over. I never bet against the service academies. That's crazy. So I'm taking Army in the upset. Well, then, then oh, you're taking them to win outright? Not really, but I don't bet against the service academy. But so you're, so you're, so then you'll hate, you got to give me Hank Kingsley then, because I said Army covers. Hey now. Okay, I'll give you that. All right, two more games before we get to the bets of the week. Um, well, three because we got to do Tennessee, Alabama, but I'll save that. But uh Duke, Florida State, Duke at Florida State. I got Duke plus 14 and a half because I think Mike Elko is the best coach in college football right now. And yes, the best coach. Strong. And, I think, and, I'm, and I'm with you. Hey now. Yeah. And I think that it hits the under because of Elko's defense, but Florida State wins, but Duke covers the spread. And All right. I'm with lastly, you. Lastly. Lastly, what I brought up about Caleb Williams won't apply this week because even though Utah is physical, they aren't fast on the edge. So I think Caleb Williams goes off again and puts up Heisman numbers without any pressure, and USC covers a seven-point spread against Utah, and the game hits the over. And so I think that th those are that's my last one before we get to the bets of that week. I think USC covers easily. I'll roll with that yeah. as well, even though I don't like Caleb Williams, uh, and he is not the uh, – I don't think he should be the number one pick in the draft, but we shall see. All right. Uh, these are lock bets. These are the ones that people should put, pull out the pen and paper, write down, and make some money on, right? They should use that Zen Sports app and just go ahead and go at it. Go all in. All right. So first, Penn State money line. Get rich. Money line. Not only will they cover four and a half, I'm taking Penn State money line on this they're going to upset ohio state outright ohio state is poorly coached they have a bad quarterback they have struggled throughout the first half of games and penn state has dave you always believe in the war daddies penn state has the war daddies to compete with ohio state and michigan not the skill players but the war daddies they do have that i love you but tracy morton uh tracy morgan thinks that's crazy all right but i like it it's aggressive i'll take penn state's offensive line over ohio state's offensive line any day of the week um, well, they don't play each other, though. 
I'll take their offensive line over Ohio State's defensive line. I think I think Penn State's offensive line manhandles Ohio State's defensive line. Manhandles them. Throw and heat. All right. What else you got? All right. So here's a big one. We see how Michigan's been blowing everybody out in this week. No different because they're playing Michigan State. So the line is Michigan by 24. I think they're covering the 24-point line. I think Michigan State's quitting on the season because of the Mel Tucker situation. Hey, now. I think they are, too. Mel Tucker's gone. You know it. And he's very popular with his teammates. So the th same thing is going to happen that happened with the Philip Fulmer situation in 2008. Uh, those lost. guys... <laughs> Those guys might rally for a game or two at the end of the year, but they, they feel like this thing's going pretty south. They say don't read the paper, but it's kind of hard to get away from it when it's in your hand. And they the think phone. that he was, I can tell you right now, I heard some, they think he was railroaded because, again, I'm not getting into it, but there is something a little weird about being accused of phone sexual harassment. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Um but give me your next pick and then we'll get into um how many times you've used the phone for your own personal carnal pleasures um okay so no we won't uh my next my next pick is my last pick because it it's a lock of the week and it's tennessee alabama so my lock of the week this is the lowest over under of josh heupel's career 48 and a half the game hits the under it goes under that Game hits the under. All right. Who do you have? Win are you just taking the under or you? No, I'll, I'll give you that. But you got to hanker Tracy me on that. Does it hit the under or not, Dave? Hey, now. No, I think it uh, does hit the under. Now, right. does Tennessee win is the question. Or do you want to save that for tomorrow? No, I'm going to go ahead and get it out right now. It's because I'm not. Not only will Tennessee not win, Alabama's covering the nine, the nine point spread. They're going to cover their Alabama minus nine at home. Because here's going to be the difference. Jalen Milrow can hit two deep shots. Joe Milton can't hit any shots. Mm, I'm going to disagree. I think Tennessee's going to have, I think this is about the time of year we started seeing the Princeton fan at fullback. Was it the, uh, Dylan Sampson in around or Squirrel White in around at the goal line? I think uh, Josh Heupel has some things in his pocket, and I think you're going to see some inventive plays that will generate yards. And I think that uh, this team can run the football, which will speak to the fact that uh, the under is very much in play. But more so, I think that this uh, Tennessee football team will be able to uh, will be able to score because they can run the football and control the ball. Apex Apparel Group design brand market your way. Unique products to promote your business with unparalleled customer service. Go to apexapparelgroup.com. It's apexapparelgroup.com. Before you leave, hit that like button. And if you haven't subscribed, do so. We greatly appreciate that. Tell a friend and know that you can order the book right down there. It's right below. Support our sponsors. That's why we're here. Whether you need HVAC service, whether you need security for your kids at school, whether you need, uh, I don't know, Delta 9, whatever you need, uh, Sports Treasures as well. Rick Terry Jewelry Design. It's all right here. So you support our sponsors. We're here for you. Thank you so much for listening. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.